0: Before we start the show, I'd like to thank our sponsor, NPR. NPR is a part of people's daily lives, and so are the brands that sponsor its award-winning news and programming. Stay tuned. We'll tell you soon why this matters to your brand. Hi, I'm Shereen Patek, and you're listening to Making Marketing by DigiDay. Every week, I talk to marketing leaders who are changing the industry one decision at a time, be it data, technology, or workplace diversity. There's a lot to unpack. Joining me this week is John Cook, the global CEO of the brand new VML YR. At WPP, new boss Mark Reed made the first big move atop the holding company by merging the digital chops of VML with the legacy branding ability of YR, creating a 7,000 strong agency that they hope will make the combined entity stronger. Than the sum of its parts in this episode how this all happened how client demands and competition from the duopoly have transformed the business and a solid dose of john's overwhelming optimism all right first things first i've been calling it (laughs) vimler and i know that's not right what are we calling it officially?
1: Yeah good good well we're gonna call it VML Y&R. okay but, very simple. Uh, we, you know we looked at it we, we had very few vowels in those names. so we looked at every word you could spell with it and vimilywear and, and all this stuff and yeah we looked at everything at the end of the day uh, we kind of said let's these are two great brands. Let's make sure they're both in the name. When you do that you don't have a whole lot of options. you know the, we, had the, we had the little icon on the left. We have the ampersand. We wanted those separated. It just kind of made itself. But yeah, I've I've, I've enjoyed reading online all the uh, the uh, the fun commentary <laughs> about our name.
0: <laughs> I think one of them was me just being like familiar. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's actually a great um, segue to one of the things I kind of wanted to start talking to you about, which was, um, you know, I think it's I think it's interesting kind of watching what you know. WPP overall has been doing with kind of talking Mm -hmm. about integration. And really, I think with new CEO Mark Reed, and Mm -hmm. you know, really, this is sort of one of the first real and tangible ways we're seeing kind of this we're going to be more integrated. Mm -hmm. We are going to be and operate a little bit more together, less siloed, kind of all of these things that people have been actually talking about for a really long time. But it's a little bit for me as an observer of the industry. It's a little bit more like, yes, finally, okay, mm-hmm. something tangible. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me a little bit through kind of this process of getting to VML YNR and kind of what that really says overall about the strategy here.
1: Yeah. Well, you bring up lots of. I mean, I went everything you're talking about. We, you know, we were living that as we were putting this together. But first of all, I, I what you reminded me of was a motion I had last week, which was we knew it would be big news because there are two big companies coming together, VML and YNR, both. Fairly equal sized companies; they're both fairly large. They come together, so we knew there'd be a certain amount of news, you know, mm-hmm. and just pick up on it because it's of interest, and that was great. I think the the th- the thing I knew would happen, but I underestimated how much it would happen was the amount of just industry dialogue it created. To your point, it's like the industry was waiting not just for VML and YNR, I mean, not not specifically that, but a for WPP to do something. There was there was a boiling feeling that something was coming but that that the industry is changing and everything we talk about in this industry from you know how we're going to bring digital and advertising together how we're going to bring big and small geography how we're going to bring how we're going to compete what's the new agency the future every bit of the dynamic no matter where you stand on it came this this was the vehicle for all that in a way and I think that was cool. It made me feel really relevant. You know, we, I was already planning on feeling cool, <laughs> you know, because it was a big news. It's a natural But, but it, was, it was a little extra juice, which was, was pretty cool. It's still happening. I mean, so, so. To, but to your question, yeah, I think, um, you know, I think what we're, we're, everything we're doing is based on just client feedback and client, you know, demand for things and just more and more situations. Our current clients are new that are saying, you know, we want this agency of the future. It's People call it lots of different things, but this idea of creating a truly connected brand that can really connect every touch point of the way that you experience something and in the big D of design, like the, the true design interaction and the way you, you experience a brand. That's, that's one thing. And, and and VML was great at that. All and other things, but the way you articulate your love for that brand, once you've connected with it is a whole piece on branding and brand love. Again, both companies really good at it, but with Wine and, and VML together, I believe we have that that full answer of mm-hmm. truly connected brands. Now that's just me saying it, we have to prove it, but the weaponry is there to do it. And that's what I I mean, again, I'm I know anybody can just say they have it, but we truly with with the scale of both of these. If you if you drew up a list of what you wanted to have in an agency right now, um in balance and in scale, we have that list. Now it's on us to make it work but the depth, we got the, the ingredients and not just a lightweight branding agency. We have depth. We, it's not just a lightweight piece of technology. It's, it is true technology and digital and advertising coming together at some scale. So on us to figure it out, but
0: so that's interesting. So, you know, you've basically seen, I mean, there's so many different forces at play here, which I find, which is why I'm so excited to talk to you because, um, and I want to kind of almost go through them because I think you just sort of touched on a few of yeah, them yeah. very quickly. Um, one the one of the first things is you mentioned client demand and client feedback. Um, so VML has always kind of been... Um, just an interesting company for me to watch mm-hmm. you know I, I think it's grown sort of very quickly, very successfully um, and I think it's sort of had this very clear understanding of like what it stands for in the market mm-hmm. that you know a lot of quote unquote digital agencies sort of struggled with especially in the last few years and mm-hmm. I think VML sort of kind of stood out in that whole pack of being like okay, they have this I'm not just saying this because you're no, here no, uh, at the same time you have seen kind of y you know struggle a little bit as well so I think kind of and then Viamonwaren always kind of worked together somewhere within that WPP Warren right. of confusion, or so I was told. <laughs> the Warren of confusion. The Warren of confusion. There's so many like companies. That. Um, yeah, that's
1: not the Warren of confusion. Wasn't the official name of the group, but, uh, it, you know, but I thought that's what they were. Uh, something about wires. Yeah, yeah.
0: No. Um, they they were supposedly kind of working together within WPP. Um, and now you know this was this is why it made sense for these two companies to come together, not mm-hmm. some other two companies within the WPP right. family. Um. How? What are kind of those the, that client feedback being maybe one of the first forces that you know made this work? That was answered with this. Like, what are clients asking for that is so different now um, that necessitates sort of a new weaponry, so as to call? It?
1: Right, right. I mean, it's 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 different per client, but we've had. I could take it to the way that we we share a lot of clients, VML and YNR. So to your point, there's there's been a good working relationship, albeit a little bit confusing to the outside world because it's two different companies and. I think both companies needed to grow and and be what they are before this could happen because you could you could say why didn't you do this three years ago five years ago ten years ago you know that's a whole other discussion but i think it has something to do with i think vml had to be in the right place why had to be in the right place to do it and it's a whole other discussion but we can get into but in terms of client feedback i, th- I th- the one of the the main reasons for now was we share clients like the u.s navy office depot colgate Palmolive, and any of those shared circu- shared situations you start to see the power of of true brand experience come together with brand advertising now there's been a million cases where both of those ingredients exist but they don't come from the same place there's and, and when we started to see how well that can be when you do those things together um it was like what if we did this at scale and what if and i think a lot of people would say yes that makes sense but it would fall down if you didn't get along or if you didn't know one another or have experience and we had that. Um, and so, the, so it made it, to your point, I think you said a no-brainer at some point. The experience we've had together, VML and YNR, I think importantly, hasn't always been perfect either. Um, there's, as any agency said, there's, there's really good relationships. There's been tensions through the years as any two relationships would be. I'm, I think one of the reasons now is we got all that out of our system. I mean, every every bit of love and every bit of fight has happened between VML and WineR through the years. It's very oh, romantic. It's very. I really yeah. like this. There you go. I didn't hadn't thought about it that way, but it's true. you're right. And uh, it kind of worked those things out. I think what I'm really excited about is I was telling the agency this week is now we're we're out there. You know we're we're launched and we've got so much to figure out, like tons. <laughs> you know <laughs> we've got so much to do, but I would rather be there, knowing what we're doing and figuring it out then swirling around the the warren of confusion th- trying to figure out who where our future is we can we can put a hundred percent of our energy in not speculating where we're going but just doing it and not that that will be easy but that's what we can do and so
0: so one thing obviously from you know Kind of looking at how overall advertising is changing um, is that I mean clients got lots more places to spend their money and mm-hmm. you know that's one thing that um, that we keep hearing about lots of channels yes I know the days of just print just TV are over um, and it, and in recent months especially it has felt like I think we called it a digital kind of a pivot to reality happening mm-hmm. in the industry kind of a recognition that. Digital marketing is not as rosy and simple as it seems. There's still issues with it, you know, and we kind of have to work together between agencies and brands and, um, publishers and even the tech companies to kind of get this right, get this sorted Mm -hmm. out a little bit. Um, one side effect of that has of course been clients kind of just being a little bit more careful with, okay, this is sort of our money at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. We've kind of left it up to digital, whatever that meant. Um, how much more are they demanding from their agencies? Like how has that kind of changed, you know, when it wasn't VML wine or when it was just VML and, you know, you right. were there. Um, how did you see that changing how you operated and how you then worked for them?
1: Yeah, now I know what you mean. I mean it it's you can feel it change every year. I think there there definitely was a was a time even in you know, I hope I'm I'm relatively young, but it you know, even in that in that time where I feel like agencies you're, you're, it was such a cyclical thing where it's our new year with a client and the client is is our client because they're our client. And you, if, if you actually stop and think about it, they're, every day they're choosing to be your client or not. It really is. I mean, it's a really simple principle, but so many people forget it. And that's always been the case, but people took it for granted. And you, that's why you see so much fallout from, you know, I think, ad agencies or any agency that, that just felt like a client relationship was a subscription that you renewed every year or a or you're somebody selling paper towels, and they just re-up their paper towel order. You know. And so
0: when a pitch process happened, that's why there was sudden surprise. Yeah. What? Almost like a.
1: What? <laughs> How could this be? <laughs> you know, you're gonna eat your paper towels again. You, don't you need paper towels? You're like, well, you know, it's not a given. You know that we're gonna do that. And I, it, and I, I, I actually think that the, the the evolution of of the the better digital agencies helped or hurt, depending on who you are. But I, I, I'm proud. I think we kind of helped shake up the industry by in the last ten years by making you you know making you feel like it's it's not a given where your agency work comes from it used to be so clear I mean I love the borderless labelless world that we're entering right now in terms of agencies um, and I think I think it forces um, agencies to be way better I think it forces us not to be just re-upping the paper towels every year it's it's reinventing it's it's constantly um, understanding a client's needs better than anybody else I mean, this is just common sense but not not many people do it so i hope we've broken that barrier and i in a way we've made it harder on all of us but I, I like it harder because it forces you to i mean if it wasn't hard our agency would suck because we would just just keep doing the same thing i mean everything we've ever done good or bad at vml has been trying to stay relevant or trying to change and it's been changing because we can't take anything for granted which is I'd interesting to me way. like
0: though that a company like even vml i mean yeah. if vml a, a shop that i'd Say was is a company that was kind of you know more digitally savvy just right. by by virtue of what it was or is. Um, if they or you were thinking that way, then where did that even where does that even put you know how supposed legacy agency should be even thinking? I mean, let's take y or WPP even out of it mm-hmm. for a second. I mean, you're talking about. Agencies that were born in the digital age and are a little bit savvier needing to be savvier, mm-hmm. where does that put the rest of them the ones that you know are three hundred
1: years old right right i think i think it's it's hard to lump them all together but but i I do think digital agencies is is long story but really short. I think digital agencies generally speaking had had grew up on project work and you 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 fought so hard for a seat at the table so you you had to so because you were always pitching. Because you were always trying to find a, seat, find a seat at the table, you developed a skill that I think some ad agencies maybe maybe lost. This is I'm not trying to generalize here, but and that's a skill of of communicating who you are, and you know, and what you're bringing, and what you're bringing. And and so you, if you're forced to scrap for everything you do, you have to have a story. And I don't even I don't think of myself as a, a great salesperson or a great storyteller, but I do know that I'm not going to walk in a room without a story or without knowing why I'm there. So I don't know if you call that sales or storytelling. I call that just being clear. And VML has been forced to be clear every year of our existence. And it changes what clear is all the time. And I think that's a skill. So just from my own personal experience, I know that um, I've been really appreciative of having that ability to, to communicate relevancy. Now, I think there's times where you're not relevant and you could either choose to lie and make yourself relevant or sound relevant, or you could just go actually make yourself relevant. And I like to think that I'm a person who you've always just said, instead of trying to force not relevant let's go make ourselves relevant and that's all those muscles you've got a lot of lot of strengths and weaknesses i think a strength has been a vml is 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 that continuous having to tell the story and be relevant i hope i hope we can bring that to the whole vml y and r
0: we'll be back after this quick break did you know that listeners find brand messaging on NPR 23% more memorable than brand messaging in other radio environments? To learn more about sponsorship opportunities across NPR platforms and why they're so effective, visit npr.org slash brands Now, back to the episode. So like lawyers, a law firm doesn't mm-hmm. have to, I don't think, I don't think, I'm not a lawyer, yeah. but I assume law firms don't have to sit around kind of wondering if... Right. Am I relevant? because yeah, like yeah. law law firms don't need accounting firms. I see they have to sit and wonder,
1: do, do. do I know the current laws? And do sure. I, you know, it's but sort totally of, But different. I think
0: it's that's why kind of media, whether it's publishing or marketing, kind of you know this industry itself does have to on a pretty yeah. daily basis wonder is my company because of the way the market moves in danger of approaching irrelevancy, and what can I do to fix it? Um, yeah. yeah. Can we talk more generally about what? what potentially could make agencies irrelevant what are the issues that then a global ceo like yourself or anybody who's running one of these companies needs to be aware of cuz there's many i assume the first one would be competition from non agencies
1: i mean that that is one for sure the whole the whole competition from i guess you would call them consultancies and it's it's i don't i don't i never overly worry about consultancies because but absolute threat if you will but i think of them as just other agencies and Types of agencies, but yes, consultancies for sure. I think the 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 whole landscape, and we've dealt with a lot as a as a more digital oriented company of 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 the Facebooks and the Googles and the absolute partners that you're competing with, and you find yourself as the intermediary between. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes you're the you know the proactive one bringing that solution.
0: Has that been lessened in recent months, even yeah. the last year? I mean, I definitely feel like.
1: I I. I I think a lot of people stress out about that intermediary situation. I, I never have because it kind of goes back to the relevancy thing. I probably should stress about it more. The reason I don't is because I I just have this. This could be totally naive. But if you know a client's brand as well as I think they expect us to, then that will always be an advantage over somebody who's coming in and out with solutions on a on a Facebook. or And those are great companies, Facebook, Google, et cetera. But I think if we do our job right there, we would always know the brand so much better. We would always have a strategic advantage. Again, I think it's, I, I, I realize that may sound naive <laughs> and, and simplistic, but it's always worked.
0: But I don't think Facebook's out trying to become
1: I don't, yeah, VML. I, right? I, I just, right. I don't think that's what's happening. Right, no, I agree, I agree. And I think, I think they're not trying to, you know, we're trying to understand a client's entire strategic next 10 years, an entire next 10 minutes and, and, and everything in between and um i've always found that facebook just specifically is if if you if you put forward that that's your intention and that's that's a skill set you have and that's something that your client respects you for i think they'd rather not fight for that but rather compliment that and i don't not trying to to you know, to to puff them up but i've always found them and, and others like that if as long as they respect that you've got it down they just want to help populate that and that they roadmap need in the best way. And they need agencies. With their yeah. business yeah. model, yeah. I mean, so, arguably. I mean, I th- and I think the whole idea of, of all of them starting their own agencies and creativity—that's I wouldn't say come and gone, but same thing. As long as you just have a phenomenal work, I don't consider it a threat.
0: What about the other way then? Because um, again, like I said, I don't think Facebook and Google are sitting there being like, "Let me, let me make a VM." I mean, it's, right. Right. <laughs> it Just doesn't make sense. Um, but brands kind of saying, "What if I? What if I just?" this myself and that's yeah. been one thing that again i feel like every uh, we tell the same story every year or two right yeah. like the rise of in housing yeah d- uh, the fall uh-huh. of in housing i think we've told both in the last month on digital alone so that's been confusing <laughs> for me yeah um where are we with this things going yeah. in house i think question? it's
1: that that's a re- if you if i think that is a true threat I mean, threats i don't know if i even mean threat but i mean it's, it's definitely if you're an agency trying to grow That's potentially a problem. It's potentially a problem. It really is. I mean, I think think it's a growing one. I I hate to call it a problem because I kind of agree with it. In most cases where I've seen it from a client partner, maybe it's just been well-communicated or so obvious that they could do it. I've just found that most cases... It actually made some sense. Probably, been when, a f- when a client decided to do did, yeah. some parts of it's, it. Things. Exactly. And it, it, it's hard. I, I, would, I would be lying if I said when they told me that, I didn't go, yeah, that actually makes you know, For what the things they've said they've been, in my experience. For I as think,
0: optimistic as you seem, even that seems, <laughs> well, seems like a bad
1: idea. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think the um, the the counter to that has been back to the relevancy thing. I think most client partners have said, but we still want to work with you at scale and, and we love what you do. It's usually been, I, could be blessed on this. And again, I'm probably being naive on this whole podcast, but the, it's usually been, we're going to bring this in-house. We're more efficient if we do this, but it gives you more time to do that. And maybe, that's, maybe that forces agencies to, to be as deep strategically as they need to be. And usually an in-house move comes with, so you agency that I love can spend more time doing what you're great at. And if we do that, but again, I, I know it happen, doesn't happen every way. But that let's perfectly. let's follow that thread actually, yeah.
0: because I think that's that's a great opening, right? Mm-hmm. Potentially for an agency or agency-like business. Mm-hmm. And I think in some ways, consultancies are stepping in into that opening as mm, much sure. as agencies are. So, okay, in-house group inside client X decides that they'll take on you know some of the I don't know they'll make a bunch of banner ads and take away all of those execution-oriented things, so that mm-hmm. agencies can do strategy business transformation. Mm-hmm that's where sort of consultancies have excelled or at least are trying to excel because they've done that on a different place for clients for so long. Does that mean that agencies now have to also learn a new set of skills that previously they just, I mean, they just didn't have to do?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I've, what th- are those skills? I mean, if, if I'm following your thread, I mean, I, um, I think it's one of the biggest reasons that we put VML and YNR together. I think it's a, a huge depth transformation of, of VML and and it looks lots of different ways at VML, but, one of the guiding principles is if we can pair that kind of transformation with you know the general advertising and brand building and 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 all of, all of those things um then we're in the right space and we kind of in-house proof ourselves in a way and and um but yeah i i think it's one of the biggest reasons we did this is is because we we have that if you take that transformation digital transformation and pair it with advertising it hasn't been done at at the scale that we're doing it. So it is a reason, not trying to pump up VML, YNR on that, but it, it you actually touched on a reason that they were doing this.
0: Is it, is it difficult to learn this or not learn it, but I don't know, teach 7,000 people and you know, the company in general that this is now a core offering yeah. of ours. Yeah. Like we help not with advertising. We help with, I keep hearing yeah. this business transformation, but also basically consulting, business consulting. Yeah, It's, things. it's
1: really hard. I mean, I think, I think the, I don't know the answer completely, but I think my take on that is going to be not try to have everybody understand it completely, but to respect it. And it's one of my things I've been thinking about. How do you, how do you, it's the exact question. I mean, how do you rewire an entire company? know that's an offering that we have. And, and how do, yeah, it's a great question. It's one of my biggest priorities. How do we, how do we communicate? There is new weaponry here and how to use it because it's not just knowing you have the way you have to know when to deploy it, when it's relevant because we don't want to, force anything down anybody's throat um there's great relationships at vml and wine already that are going great but there's gonna be a time and a place where we have we do have something that we could offer and and uh yeah it's a great question i don't know the answer to but i do know that that um not the answer won't be all x thousand people have to know immediately how to do all of it let's have some key people who really believe it i will say that that's, i've been really um excited about people's reaction to this is a new sandbox we can play in i mean that's that's i've got a lot of cool notes and i'm way behind on email but one of the most biggest themes of the notes is i can't wait to to have this uh, you know depends on who it is saying it um but that's been really cool and so that's that's what we have to get after
0: yeah. um Let's let's talk a little bit about sort of just um, integrating these two companies. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's yeah. sort of fascinating and and fun. What's been what's been the hardest part or so far? I know you you have just started. Yeah, yeah. But, by far, um, no. What's been surprising f- and what's been hard?
1: Yeah. Um, good question. I think um, what's what's I think the hardest thing, if I'm honest, has been organizational design. Of to be really candid with you and everybody who's listening, the. The, the balance of how many, when you're putting something together relatively large, there's a, there's a fine line of how many people you can tell for it to still be a secret and still get everything you needed to get done to announce. And so we made the decision, let's, let's get to an announce with 10% of the answers. I'm making up the percentage because we can only tell this X number of people. And so on day one, it was talking to all several thousand people and saying, I wish we all could have been in the first planning meeting together. And And so I think one of the, one of the biggest fascinating problem. Yeah. Where do you draw that line? Do you tell a hundred people and get a ton of stuff done? But then there's no way. Then the whole world knows. Oh, I like think
0: kudos to your comms team. I think <laughs> oh, did really. On. <laughs> and, and our,
1: our head of comms, Beth Wade, uh, she does lots of things at VML. But she was we moved this up a little bit, and she was on vacation in um, Ireland for the week that sure, it landed. She loved this. This is great. <laughs> so, <news. laughs> Beth, so consider this.
0: Hi, Beth. Consider this a personal <laughs> apology from John. Wayne.
1: Oh, she. It is. It's my huge. Well, I've already apologized to her 20 <laughs> times, but it, this is 21. Um, no, it it. So so that's the thing. But to answer your question, I think the the biggest thing we we didn't do and couldn't do before that's the biggest challenge people immediately want to know exactly who they report to and what their job title is in a new company and i was kind of lucky because i kind of knew what my job was going to be in the new company (laughs) and uh, because somebody told me what that's going to be probably a good idea yeah and then but after that you're like oh don't you all kind of know and uh, um but no it's it is the lesson learned is the first thing anytime anytime somebody hears something like this and you work somewhere and I, i knew this before but it's just hitting me the first thing you think of is What does this mean for me and you're in this i'm in the utopian world that everybody's first reaction is this is amazing i can't believe this new amazing company i'm part of it's actually secondary to what's in this for me and that's not a selfish thought it's just a question and and we're now that all said i do know that and we're doing a good job of that but what we have to quickly do is is and we've kind of told everybody is you know let's 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 collaborate on what our organizational design is let's come together and figure out we've got phenomenal leaders We've got phenomenal people. That's why this works. By the way, it's not a coincidence that WPP asked us to do this. They didn't take the shittiest two companies and say, "Come together and put the put this <laughs> this great new company together." They chose great ones, you know, and that's that's a huge honor, and we can't forget that. Um, they chose ones they knew could do this. And so the qu- thing to everybody is, um, and part of my language, by the way, <laughs> um, let's let's pick people. Let's 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 work collaboratively on what the org design is. But if I had advice for somebody, I would say, you know, really be prepared for organizational design questions the minute you launch something. And, and
0: what about global offices? Did that kind uh-huh. of or complicate things even more than you've it, got kind of uh, like those it, things it happening? Did, it did complicate. How does but, that all work together now?
1: Yeah. No, We complicated, but we were very prepared for it. I think we did all the right things for every time zone, for every... I mean, in the first four hours of this, we had town hall meetings in hundreds of... I mean, a lot of offices around the world. People came together. I'm really proud of that. Not not flawless, um, and I can't say there wasn't some office somewhere where somebody is saying, you know what, we're this new company and I'm, I just found out about it 10 minutes ago myself. <laughs> there's always someone, there's always someone <laughs> yeah, somewhere it, complaining because, about the snacks. You know, there's so much patience. though, so, cause people do get it when you, when you actually just communicate with somebody and say, you know what, well, there wasn't any other way to do this. We, we, and so, um, it's, it's, it's not a problem. It's something we're totally prepared for. We knew, and we had a, a task force that was representative of the globe, representative of the different, um, you know, temperaments and, and market conditions. And I, I'm, I'm, there's, I give us, I give ourselves a good grade on that, but there's, that being said, every one of these things is imperfect. You know, that every dynamic you could ask me about, but I'm, I'm proud of how we're doing it.
0: Amazing. Um, You mentioned WPP and, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. d- you know, WPP quote unquote picked VML and Weinoir mm-hmm. to do this. Um, Overall, I think, uh, and we've spoken about this a little bit, Um, I think last week, and You are seeing kind of on the holding company level sort of this idea that a holding company simply exists to hold is kind of starting to erode. And I think that's a good thing, like that it just sort of simply exists as a random collection of companies. They're all kind of owned by this other company, but nobody really knows Mm -hmm. that that's happening. But having multiple brands within holding companies work together, whether that happens through a straight merger (laughs) like -hmm. you guys Mm -hmm. did or... Across different places, it's happening through, you know, just simple creating teams, bespoke teams for certain clients. Mm -hmm. And um, just having a little bit more of this call for integration Mm -hmm. seems very en vogue these days. Mm -hmm. Um, How does this then kind of work with sort of why holding companies started in the first place? I mean, arguably they started because... You know, economies of scale cheaper to cheaper to do all this cheaper right. for clients to do all this in one place. That never kind of transpired, but you are seeing a little bit more of this like integration call, and it's happening across holding companies. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. just it's they've got different names and fun names for it across, depending where you look. But um, how is that kind of manifested, and and why?
1: Yeah, why is that happening? No, I think I mean you, you almost nailed the the history of it. I think we're. I mean, I think we're we're coming to a. I hope the best of both worlds on this point, which is. I think holding companies held and and collected and and built, and
0: and avoided conflict situations. Yeah, avoided
1: you know, and I think and, and I mean I'm part of a great one, you know, and uh, I think on I think the your point about the trend of integration still happening, still has been happening for years. I like to think, at least in WPP, I could speak for that, that that we're coming back to a perfect mix of both, where you've got all the firepower in the efficiency of having that in one place. I'm not trying to be selling WPP here. I just honestly, I think we're coming back to a good place, which is there's clearly a a collection of a family of of agencies that that work together and have some efficiencies because of that, that can create an integration. But this is within WPP. Within WPP, and I could, you know, there's other others like that. Yeah, holding companies in general. But I think what you know just speaking for my own holding company that i'm part of um there's some amazing brands in there i think we're getting back to the fact i think this this merger is an example of it but even if it hadn't happened the point is i think they're starting to i think we're seeing a renaissance of of the brand names that make up the integration i agree with you that integration is happening and it's it needs to happen more i just i think that that and and i don't just think it i I've, i know from client partners they do have they do have the demand for integration but I don't think they want faceless, nameless integration of, of zo- generic, zombie tribes that generic lead their ad brand. Agencies. No, they, they right. like to know. I think brands matter. And they, brand, they stand for something. We are in the business to build brands. And I think client partners respect that, that we have our own. And those brands are not warring, selfish tribes. They're just, they're just it, a brand is, is a expectation you have about a group of people and how they operate. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I, I, I love this hybrid of we're, we're integrating and integrating well. But there's still brand names attached to that, so you have some feeling and some personality for where that comes from. Now, there's probably too many brands, and so consolidation helps with that. But we're not we're not consolidating to the point that that's down to nothing. We're consolidating just to make it easier to to put personalities on the brand.
0: Sure, the year isn't you know. 2080. And it's not only one. No, no. It, I've seen that tweet too. Yeah, I love that tweet. I know Chapin's listening to this. So yeah, I stole your tweet, Chapin. Yeah. um
1: <laughs> I did. La- I saw that one or one like. I did laugh. Yeah. You know, you yep. have a sense of humor about the But there
0: is a little bit. But there is contraction. Yep. There is, there yeah. There's. There's. And by necessity, and sort of it comes back, going back yeah. to you know what we were saying, talking about earlier. The the client demands and client mm-hmm. feedback, like with most things, clients are, do drive most of this because you work for clients, and therefore, um if they're asking for something different based on how their markets are performing. Are they asking for just simpler things? I mean, I remember talking to one CMO, and I won't say it was, but he at one point was working with no joke, like twenty five agencies. It wasn't even that big a brand; Mm -hmm. like it, it wasn't big enough. And I just looked at him, I was like, I don't understand. What do they all do? He said, I don't know. And he just started in that role. He was confused, and it seems too simplistic to say like that's enough reason to simplify. But that's a pretty good reason to simplify. Fewer, fewer partners, but better partners.
1: Yeah, totally. Totally agree with it. And that comes from, I I think I have the two sides of that where you're the agency that has made the case to your client partner to consolidate with you. So fully understand that. And I think at times from my VML background, we've been the one who've come in and provided a specialty and probably provided some splintering of a partnership because we came in and did one thing. I'm sure that I'm sure we were the one that added to somebody's confusion in that we were you know something that's specific so yeah i, I totally agree I've seen both sides of it which is good it's helpful to know but I, I agree with the the idea of simpler and i think most agencies if you just took your own business out of it any partnership you're in even if it meant you being out of it you'd have to admit it it would be better with less less agencies you know you just don't want to be the less fewer, <laughs> fewer yeah. and better right
0: um last question, sort of a hundred day plan, 500 day plan. How are you, how are you starting this? Cause you're just starting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, in some ways, um, yeah, I mean, I have both the long range and, and the short range. I mean, the short range is, is really trying to get things to be specific, very, have a couple markers, which is Thanksgiving in the U S to really get together as leadership and, and have done enough by in a month and a half to, to, to speak confidently and, and have enough problems and enough successes out of the way in the first month and I have to get together as a leadership team and talk through them. That's short term. Then we hit, then we hit January running and running hard. There's a lot to do. feel great about that. Um, I feel great about the long term. I mean, I, I, I love the, the people we have involved. I mean, we didn't talk a lot about that, but, uh, the, the confidence I have comes from just the people that I'm surrounded by and, this is gonna sound romantic like that other thing we were talking about earlier, but it's just you know GML meets <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one i mean i mean this is not um we haven't w p p hasn't flown a bunch of people in that are experts in running this thing and asked you to work together. this is people who have worked together for a long time at, at both companies. at both companies both in in those companies and together in those companies i mean this is if if we don't do this right, it's not from lack of knowing each other and caring about each other i mean this isn't some Acquisition or some new thing. This is—I I, just—I could name thirty people that are just closest friends, closest. I mean, I mean, it's—I have huge confidence in the long range because of that. And and one thing that I—I I, I know from my VML background, I could speak for YNR too, but is—it's it's just, you know, you just make good choices about the future, and and you use the information, and we've been wrong before, but I feel like I've always been part of a team making good decisions like with people in mind and I know it sounds a little idealistic but that's going to be the way and we'll we'll feel great about it you can't care anymore or work any harder than we're going to work and if that's not enough I don't know what is Great,
0: the most optimistic man in New York (laughs) um John Cook thank you for being on the. thank you for having
1: me. (laughs) me great conversation
0: And that's all for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Our producer is Aditi Sangal. If you like the show, please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Have more feedback or thoughts about the show? Tweet me. I'm at Shereen Patek. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode.